up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the weekend. Oh, yes, we are back once back again. Back again. <laughs> A full house, hey. yes. As always, I'm your host, Basic Kyle. Alongside me, we have Gio the Don and Wakes. What's, what's up, guys? What's going on? <laughs> nah, hey. it's going good, bro. It's going good. Oh, where's my manners? We, we love do have. Up in here. We are do you not going to introduce me, Kyle? We, we, do, we, we, <laughs> we do have a guest here today with us on the show is the beautiful Miss Chelsea Ramsey. What's going hey on, guys, Chelsea? Hey guys, what's up? What's up? Glad to have you, man. So locked in. And we're glad to have you. And and what I wanted to say was is, did you see the enthusiasm of the guests that we get on this podcast? Maybe. <laughs> just know, <laughs> just know. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, <laughs> where can we can we find you uh, on the socials? You can find me at. Oh my word, guys! I can't actually say my name. Like, I actually can't say my name. It's like oh. CLSA. I actually can't say my name. <laughs> um, so we'll put the link in the description for you guys. To okay, thanks. But definitely um, catch her on the on the social medias. Um, as always, you can find us at our relevant handles as well. You can find me at gio underscore the underscore don wakes. How about you? You can find me at where's the wakes or at where's the wakes photography. And you no. can find me at I am Basic Carl on Instagram and Twitter. Please do sure. this. Big so, boy things. Big boy things. We have a special <laughs> guest and it would only be right for us to start um, with getting to know a bit more about our guest, you know. So what do you think, Chelsea? What, what, what do we need to know about you? Um, sure. Where do I start? Basically, um, to let you know about, more about me is that I'm a social media ambassador like for brands not an influencer let me just put it out there um don't but get it first and don't get it <laughs> twisted um but firstly i am a motivational speaker as well i do different programs at schools and i'm also the ceo of a women's empowerment organization Yay. so yeah that's basically me i do a One lot of time things. for the powerful women in our communities man. <laughs> in the chat for independent women but uh, are you nuts bro? but now that that's great and tell me um i just want to engage a bit on your mm. um your accolades as you so eloquently put out for us you said you were ceo of a women's yeah. empowerment foundation if yes, i'm not mistaken yeah um Give us a bit more background on that for those who maybe want to get involved. Okay, so basically and, and, we started... And, yeah, um, so I think you have the, the answer well formatted out already. I just wanted to say, um, maybe if you can touch on how you got there and what, what, what inspired you to do this, you know what I mean? Yeah, so there was a crazy story actually last year. In 2019, I did an internship and basically I was a youth development um, administrator. And we used to work at different schools and I would always go to these schools and I would connect with the kids. And I thought to myself, like, what if I can do this every day? What if I can actually have an organization that reaches out to these girls and can act as a support system? So I hit my friend up and I was like, yo, Tammy, um, I have this crazy idea, but I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. And she was like, go for it. Just start the organization, um, rally up a few girls and see what you can do with it. So basically in May, we started and I just, I basically just started and that's where social media came into play because I already had a name on Instagram. Um, I got a few girls and I told them, look here, this is my idea. And what we do is we go to different communities and we just support them in any need that they have. So let's say a girl's there and they don't have any food, we try and get 
food together and we give them food or whatever the need might be. We don't have a specific um, area that we look into because we don't want to box ourselves. So whatever the need is, we supply or we at least try to be there in the best way we can. Yeah, okay. that's basically it. <laughs> and a follow question on that is, um, mm. that is obviously quite a noble cause and, and I salute you for that. Like myself and we'll touch on it later in terms of leadership. Um, mm. I think that, that that's called servant leadership, but let me not jump yeah. the gun um, because <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I just wanted to know like what inside you like made, made that type of causes speak to you because not everybody, like most people would say, well, as long as it's not me, I don't really give a mm. fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what made you like, you know, resonate with that type of causes? I think because growing up, um, in my high school, we, we had a lot of people, a lot of kids that were underprivileged. But me and myself, um, I didn't always have the best life, but I had enough. And I grew up in a home that was very loving. And then last year when I was exposed to children that didn't have that, I was like, how? Where were you guys? Not hiding, but because I was so shielded all my life. And when I met these kids, I was like, there's such a big need. And there's so many people that are just going around um, doing their own thing, you know, trying to make things work for themselves. But who's going to help these kids if we don't start some, like somehow? So I think just the exposure of it. And also, I'm a mother myself, seeing these girls play around with no parental supervision, seeing them wandering the streets, hearing the stories of their parents, I think it just broke my heart to think that I try my best to look after my daughter, but these, these daughters out there, they don't get the same. So I think that's where it came in with the motherhood and also mm. just trying to fill that gap for others. 100%. So I think we've got a quite a good idea <laughs> of what type of person Charles and Amzi is. Carl, so, you want to take us through anything else? So like, let's stick on the, on the, on the like, who is Charles and Amzi? Like you've explained to us in a professional sense. Right, like your, your mm. accolades and your NGO and what you like, what was behind you starting this. So I want to know what I want to know personally is who are you? If you had to describe yeah. yourself in three sentences, what would those sure. sentences be? Sure, Guys, this is still the real course. <laughs> this is still the real course. This is not a job interview. It is a job interview. <laughs> um your three sentences i think first and utmost i'm a very caring person a lot affects me emotionally when i Mm. see things around me um i'm a very caring and kind person while i try to be and also i'm very hard working so when i put my mind onto something no matter what i try and get myself to that goal might not in the fitness sense, might not always succeed, but I mean, <laughs> come on, I think everybody. But um, in anything else, I always, I'm very hardworking. And I'm a family, I'm a family girl. I think that's basically it. Family is everything to me. Family is everything to you. So like, let's stick to, to you personally and let's dive into the social media side of things. Like if you, yeah. had, if you had to, to like compare, like obviously when you have such a, a big following like yourself, people tend to, to reference you by your Instagram page, right? Mm, and all obviously, the time. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> based on the content you put out, people develop an idea of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before I get into the, the actual question, like, do you think that in most cases, when people meet you for the first time in a personal capacity, do you think that the idea of you based on Instagram is far from who you really are? 
let's say, if I can say 80%, 80% of the time people are normally wrong about what they think, like who I am and stuff compared to my Instagram when they meet me. Because for instance, um, you get those people that are like, oh, you're so sweet. I like your feet. And they meet me. They're like, oh, you smell so sweet. And then you get the other side to it. Be like, oh, you're so stuck up. And I'm like, bro, I'm funny. Like, how do you not know that I'm such a good person? Like, I mean, I can't blame them. I also believe that you put out there what you want people to see. So, so let's get to the question. Like, so you said 80% of the time people get it wrong, right? Do you think that you can get to know a person or develop an idea about a person based Mm. off of the Instagram? No, no, no. Uh, I think, I think Instagram is where people um, can be creative. They Mm -hmm. can be, they can be themselves, but if you look at Instagram as a whole, some people use it for different reasons. Some people use it for business. Some people use it to be creative. Um, I follow photographers that don't even have a personal Instagram, but they just have pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry for the way. But like, some people don't have personal accounts. So when you look at the account, you think, oh, this guy just likes photos. But maybe that's what he wants people to see. So Mm. for, for instance, myself, if I can just bring it back home, um, I use Instagram for business. I use Instagram to try and promote my NGO and everything else. So when people see me and then when people think a certain, I don't know, perception of me, I don't really care because at the end of the day, I let people see what they they see. I let people, those around me know who I am and my energy and stuff. So I don't think okay. it's, a fair, it's fair for people to judge other people based on the Instagram, regardless of if it's a girl in a bikini all the time, if it's a girl wearing like <laughs> full, full clothes. I know we all know what she's talking about. So like sticking on that topic and wakes, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance now. I'm just like, cause <laughs> my, girls in my head is spinning, man. Like you're saying, yeah. girl like, like wakes as was in the last episode. <laughs> <Are> we... <laughs> so, so like you're saying like people <laughs> people make these assumptions and they shouldn't make these assumptions. But at the end of the day, we're human beings, right? And what you put yeah. out, like I think um I think this is a saying, I don't know if I got it right, Joe, but you mentioned I um, was gonna say it then okay, I okay, say it. Okay, now say it. <laughs> say it. So a man is nothing more or less than what he appears to be. Obviously, they say this book was written in the 14th century. So that's why they say a man, I obviously mean anyone, um, is nothing more or less than what he appears to be. So that means if I'm an asshole to you, guess what? You're going to think I'm an asshole. Yeah. He's going to think I'm nice. So I think that, I think that the importance of that is to know that perceptions of people are sometimes their reality. Yeah. Their perception mm. is sometimes their be, uh, reality. And I think that with us, say, for instance, um, we have platforms on social media. Well, not we. Mm. I mean, like, you know, yourself and others like you um, or yeah. others that are in totally different, I guess, um, spheres of social media. You guys and we are creating perceptions of yeah. ourselves. That's mm. what we are doing. So yeah. I guess the responsibility is with us to know that and yes, mm-hmm. it's also another quote I like to, uh, Carl knows this. I, I think if you guys have been listening to this episodes, you also know that I like to say this quote a lot. Um, how we ought to live is so far from 
how we actually live, that he who does what ought to be done instead of what is done will find the way to ah. his people instead of his yeah. president. It's yeah. basically just yeah. saying, oh, yes, we president, should. Bro. If in the nah, chat. Bro, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm president, <laughs> bro, it's lockdown level 10, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I opened <laughs> all the liquor stores for myself. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Only Jen. <laughs> Only Jen, bro. Strictly, bro. Um, but yeah, so, so my point saying that is that we need to also be responsible that we are putting out mm. these perceptions and cultivating it and that we need to, I guess, deal with the repercussions thereof. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if yeah. I'm putting pictures of me without the top on, blah, blah, nobody wants to see that, but the way um, <laughs> if i'm doing that um then you know i must you know uh, deal with the consequences that yeah. people's gonna say oh look at this breath thirst trapping yeah yeah true because i think it um it's so true what you are saying because eh? even i i watch what i post i won't post something that's not in my character but when i say i don't care what other people think it all comes in with everyone sees something differently so you might see a picture and Kyle will see it a different way. Uh, Reese will see it a different way. And even though it's the same picture. So mm. when it comes to the things that I post, I'll only post what represents me. But what people take from it is what they take from it. So that's what I'm saying. Like You can't judge somebody on the Instagram because somebody, you might see a girl in a bikini, somebody else might see a girl that's showing off a body in a positive way and that motivates another girl with confidence and self-love and stuff. Okay. So I think it's all about how you see things and all depends on the actual person that's behind the phone. Carl, <laughs> you look at 82 pounds there. No, no, no. You see, it's not about me. It's not about my opinion. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, you know, but at the same time, I'll be honest and say like, um, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very cynical person. Myself and Javon. Um, mm. Gio. And, oh, sorry. Gio. <laughs> um, <laughs> myself and Gio. I'm a very cynical person. And I'm sort of a... Uh, I've, become, I've realized over the past few months that I'm sort of an existentialist, which means that I feel like people put... What people be, say they believe and what people do, if it's two different mm. things, I'm more likely to believe that how you act is basically what you believe. You understand? Yeah. So we all know that Instagram, there's a lot of different types of content and there are those types of content that we need to be cautious about looking at too much, especially those with impressionable minds. So that's basically what he's trying to say, but that's not about me. Mm. It's about you. So Wakes, <laughs> have anything to add on the topic? Um, just like a brief like backstory. I actually, Chelsea was actually like my first ever collaboration. Um, I was actually like looking at that the other day and I remember I met her at a party, I think in 2018 or something like that. She came with her best friend, Kelly Lee, who's actually like friends with both of us. And that time I wasn't like doing anything based on around Instagram. I was just like starting out in photography. And that time I still used to look at influencers as like something big. Um, and I remember it's not that not that I I didn't want to approach you or anything like that, but I was sort of like skeptical about approaching mm -hmm. an influencer. And then I remember asking her best friend to message her to set up a shoot and then 
we know it's actually like the intermediary you say. Hey, why is he sleeping with this man, bro? Yeah, sleep with it. It's actually working with it. No, it's actually working with it. And then I was like, okay, she's not that bad, man. And then like a lot of <laughs> around like a lot of in influences it. It's always that kind of build up, especially like if you're just starting out in the industry, mm. and um, you you sort of get used to being around people that have a platform, um, and the fact that like when Chelsea said that not all all people with platforms want to be called influencers, that is true because a lot of people get hate for being influencers, mm. like even if they don't even even if they're not trying. To um, push being an influencer or anything like that. Occupational so, hazard, though, don't you think? Yeah. It comes with the territory. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry to cut you yeah. off there, but I just I'm just thinking now. Everybody's gonna have hate if you have somewhat of a platform. That mm. that, that that is true. I think also, mm. um, like Charles said, the perspective is very important. Yeah. yeah Chelsea, yeah. wait. Just hold on, Carl. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have to ask this because. Um, Wakes touched on it about when 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 we were calling an influencer, and she was like, "No, I want to know why, <laughs> why that because, taste, that does taste for being called an influencer." Because I feel like I don't want to influence someone. Like it's not like my aim. I want to maybe make someone smile. Like that sounds cheesy, but I don't mm. want to be someone. I don't want someone to wear something because I wore it. I want someone to wear something because they saw. That it's actually a good item, and it's like you go into a shop in Mr. Price, and you see you see in like these mannequins, um, mm. and they're like, oh, that top looks cool. That's why I want to be on Instagram, and that's why I help brands out, not because of the person I am, like influencing someone else's decision, because I don't get influenced. So there's probably mm. like a thousand, a million more more people just like me. So that's why I don't like the word influencer, because I'm like. I don't want to influence someone. Everything that you do is should be a choice of your own. So, okay. so what you're saying is like you want to be like a, a social media mannequin, for instance. Basically, no. Sorry, I just had to get that out there. But no, now on that it's, point, not like, yeah. That's I, I, I feel I like it's always to it's always important to um how can how can i say promote something that you feel will like you must actually enjoy wearing it or doing yeah. whatever you're promoting not just like promoting whatever is free so true so but true. but is there anything wrong with copying the bag though what if i'm i'm playing devil's advocate now i'm an influencer <laughs> for instance and yeah. i hate this tracksuit like i i don't even wear it on my normal days but you're going to give me a bag and I'm going to cop the bag even though I don't like it. I'm going to wear it and I'm going to tell you to buy it because I want my money. Oh, wait, that's so true. That's I, what I'm I saying. Wanna, also, I want to know that's wrong. I think that's where... I don't think it's wrong. You know, you see, everyone's trying to make a living. If that's your yeah. asshole, no one can like blame you for that. But for me, for instance, Instagram isn't my only income. That isn't my mm. job. Something I enjoy okay. to do and something that helps me definitely. But... That's also why I'm not an influencer because it's not my my primary priority right now. Yeah, it's something that I'm squeeze. just like, yeah. But if that's your hustle, then then there's nothing wrong with that because everyone has their own hustle going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Okay. So, so fuck that bag. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I wasn't talking for myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, sticking on the topic of social media, right? How important, when it comes to social media, right? How important is networking? It's very important. So, like, obviously you're saying you're trying to make an impact, whether it's with your NGO, whether it's for someone that's aspiring to be an influencer, because apparently that's a career now. So, yeah, like, yeah, it uh, is a career now. Oh, yeah, it's a career. Yo, so, lit, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me annoyed with that way. That's, so, another, that, that's a conversation for another day. Oh, yeah, don't worry, bruh. I mean, that same. What's Can that I be group? invited? Please. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just um, make sure we have, we have the pipe that time, so. <laughs> Hopefully this lockdown. So like how important is networking in order for you to get your message across? It's very important because um, whether we like influencers, whether we don't like influencers, those that have a big platform can help you so much. I think with Girl Gang, when it started, um, when my friends on the social media platform went around and spread the word, I don't think we would be where we are today if it wasn't for that. Uh, we're not living in the digi- we're not living in the dark ages anymore where people like would you know tell each other hey this is the NGO right now uh, yeah, when you yeah. when you basically when you post something on social media it goes way more faster so networking if it wasn't for the people that I actually know um, I don't think it would have gotten so much benefits coming from it I like see. from people posting so networking is crucial. Okay, so wait, since you have uh, like an Instagram following yourself, can you say anything to what you were saying about the importance of networking? Yeah, I feel like I can't, I can't stress it enough that how important yeah. networking is because I don't even think I would be in this podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> I wouldn't know Charles even. And um, especially like when, you, when you're trying to grow a business or grow a brand, just to be yeah. able to to reach out um, to social media or to build a platform is really, really important. But it's also at the same time, like it's it's kind of like controversial because you can't you can't put a price on it on marketing, um, which comes after networking. Because I can I can do a shoot with Chelsea and it can reach like all the followers, but who says anyone is gonna hit me up to inquire about future shoots and things like that. And um, I don't even think like, like if I did a network, I don't even think I would have reached out um, very far because I remember when when I first started, I I basically like used to get it up like once a month probably. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's acting like that's little. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little, bro. <laughs> but but um, I think I wonder if I can add something to this. I think it's relationships in general. I think if we take away the networking, like the, the word network, I think, um, like you said, like I can post about him, but if I don't have people that I'm in a relationship with that maybe saw the post and be like, Chelsea's mm. a good photographer, and I'm like, yeah, I'll contact him. And I think mm. that a lot of times we. We are able to branch out or meet new people, but it's all starts like down with relationships. If I didn't have a relationship with my best friend, like in terms of knowing her, I wouldn't have known the least. And it's easy to say like networking, but I 
think the the pure genuine relationships is actually what gets a brand going. Um, tell me, Chelsea. On that note, how how does one network for someone who's starting out? Like, and they're like, what? How do I do this? Like, how do I like? They just have anxiety about the whole thing, you know, because you've got yeah. this following and and Reese's got that following, and they just yeah. gonna look at me and say, "Oh, peasant." You know what I mean? Like, no. people think like this. No, people think like this. You think yeah, I'm lying, girls, but people think like girls, this. Well, they just ignore girls are so you. chill nowadays, eh? Mm. No, girls are actually so chill. Like, I think most of the girls that I met that maybe has a big following or something um, would start off by, like, liking my stuff and then commenting. I could always start with commenting. You always get that one girl that comments on all your things. And then... You know how boys slide into girls' DMs and stuff? Girls no, slide into girls' DMs all the time. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. That's for 2000s no, like, and up. <laughs> I'm saying. But, but I've heard, yeah, I've heard, like, obviously, I have a sister, so I know. Yeah, so sometimes girls will just be like, oh my God, you're so pretty. And then a conversation will start. And then you meet the one friend and then you meet the other friends and that's just how it grows. Mm. I think that's just how it starts. Well, wouldn't me, it started that way. That's how I started networking. By genuinely um, having girls hit me up and then we would start a conversation and then it will grow from there. Okay. Sticking on that topic, right? And about relationships and things like that. Yeah. And I think we touched a bit on this when Spyro was here with us. Shout out to Spyro. Mm. So... Shut let's up. say, how does it work? Just give us, give me a different perspective on this. Like when a girl, let's say, irrespective of whether they're trying to be an influencer or not, when they have a huge yeah. following, let's say 10K, I don't know what you guys define as huge followings, but let's say 10K followers. And like from a guy's perspective, it, it almost makes us feel like the girl is now unapproachable, for instance. So is that the case or do we, are, are we missing it here? I was actually thinking about that today. I think um, it's definitely the case with most guys. Either it's, she has too many followers, she's unapproachable, or she she's too well-known. Guys want this low-key girl that nobody knows of, that they can keep to themselves. Like, there's so many different approaches nowadays in this generation. But a lot of the times it's because they think that we're a certain way or we're so stuck up that uh-huh. we can't we can't have fun or we don't go out. There's a lot of things that guys think when they see 10K or they just see a lot of followers in general. In general, I think Spyro as well. Before we met, um, a funny story, when we met, he was like giving me the cold shoulder. And I was like, what? Why Whoa, are you putting this shoulder? man on the like, ass? That's a standard <laughs> choice. That's a standard choice technique. <laughs> we all know the cold shoulder. <laughs> like, Treat him mean, keep him keen. <laughs> It's like now we now we really good friends after I think I think we mm. met in yeah twenty seventeen or just yeah twenty seventeen. So when he met me, he thought that I was very stuck up um because of maybe who I was friends with or even whether he saw me on Instagram or something. And then once we started speaking and we became friends, he was like, Yo child, so you're actually not that bad, like he said. So a lot of the guys do think that we are unapproachable, but at the end of the day, we're all human. And mm. you're never going to know until you find out. So I, I have something to say on that as well, quickly. Okay. Just, I think that it's so important that we get, you know, people with different viewpoints. That again shows the importance of this podcast, right? Yeah. Because what Chelsea said now, I, I know Carl, myself and you, we don't prescribe to that. Like yeah. I can give a damn. 
yeah. how many followers you have. Like I always yeah. used to say, even when I was at school or wherever, and a, and a like a bra of mine would tell me, yo, bra, I swag this girl, but she's too rich for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's already yeah. the battle lost. Don't yeah, talk to her. The worst thing that can happen is she can say no. And then, Claire, you go on with your life. But yeah. I think that is a good point that you, especially like, you know, guys that are maybe not like myself and Carl, for instance, um, that, you know, really, I guess, look at the whole social media following thing like, oh, this person. Look, it is. I'm not taking away from the person's platform. Definitely not. I'm just saying, like, mm. it's not like, something that would intimidate me for instance do you know yeah. what i mean like but that's me you know there's many yeah. other people with different perspectives and i think that it's good that someone with a big following can say like look you guys like what what's the... not saying that we're inviting guys to jump in no we're not saying that. <laughs> yeah. keep, keep it to yourself Maru. enjoy that uh, yeah. freemium uh, just, site. just anyway. to stick on this, sorry man, just to stick on, on this, yeah. quickly, like, and this is the last question I'll ask on this topic, and it's actually to both of you guys, because I think me and, me and Gio, I, I don't want to sound like, like condescending or, or, or sort of sound like, fine, so, bro, you already sound condescending, <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or make it sound like we're so old and you guys are so young, but the way yeah, I see yeah. it is like, we cut from a different cloth. You understand? Like yeah. when we were growing up, we, we had Mixit and, you know, Instagram was just starting out before like Instagram became such an important mm. thing. So when you guys, uh, and this is for both of you now. So when you guys, mm. um, how can I say, interact with people from previous generations, whether it be someone that's my age or people, let's just say people that don't consider social media to be important. Let's just say it like that. Mm. Um, is there a sort of a tension or misunderstanding? Is there sort of tension? Disconnect. Yeah, like a disconnect that you guys like have to try and bridge that gap. Mm. Because obviously you, you yeah. don't want your influence to stop on social media. You want you yeah. obviously want everyone to be touched by your brand or your, your message or your organization. So is there sort of a, a bridge that need, or yeah, a gap that needs to be bridged, right? Yeah. yeah. Is you gonna go first yeah. or What's me? First? I think you can go first, Charles. <laughs> okay. What a gentleman. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> um, so I think, I don't think there's a gap necessarily. I think everybody from the older generation sees things differently. My mom's friends just think I'm model. So they'll see a picture of me and I'm like, oh, that's such a cute photo. Do you model? And then somebody from, like in 25, 26, they still in touch with the time. So they're like, okay, you Instagram, okay, whatever. But those around me, whether they're old or whether they're young, I, first of all, I'm a human. So I always let my true self shine no matter where it is, no matter whether it's on Instagram or in person. So that Instagram topic is never actually a thing because um, we're always talking about like general stuff and we're just interacting. But I think it is a Sometimes there is a gap when it comes to, let's say, a 20, I'm putting ages now, but like a 27-year-old and be like, what you're doing with your life. Um, but Instagram is never a thing for me because I always push my, my primary job and that is the motivational talking, it's like speaking. So for me, Instagram is never, there's never me having to form that gap in my situation, basically. I think that um, I'm also kind of on the same in the same position like Chelsea 
um, where Chelsea doesn't consider herself an influencer, so she doesn't see it as important to explain to in everyone who she is, like in terms of Instagram. And with me, mm. like I just run a business on Instagram. Me myself, I'm not yeah. anyone to like look up to or anything like that. Um, so that's why I don't, I don't really um, feel the need to bridge any kind of gaps. So I think yeah. that like that clears up a lot of the misunderstanding that people that form part of our ilk, let's say. Um, ilk. Yeah. <laughs> I've been rubbing off on you, eh? Yeah, um, I'm proud, bro. So that's probably just a, a bit of context into that viewpoint. And, and maybe yeah. for those of the people that are listening or whether you guys find us on YouTube, wherever, whichever platform you find yourself listening to this conversation, it's not always what it seems to be or what your perception is. Mm. Understand? Yeah. And that's very important when interacting with human beings because I think sometimes when you have this online presence, uh, you do obviously have the responsibility to use it properly responsibly mm. or at least in my opinion yeah. but then again the audience should also remember that the person on the other side of the camera is also a human being you understand yeah yes. so i think that's so like and i think cover it yeah what people don't also understand is that we have a tough too sometimes when i say we i don't mean everybody and i don't want to make it sound cliche but a lot of the times i myself have to kind of guard myself when meeting new people, because you never know people's true intentions nowadays. And we, because of our platform, because of the followers we have, some people see it as like, oh, what is Instagram? And then some people see it as an uh, opportunity to speak about you or get to know you for the wrong intentions. So you constantly have to check your circle. You constantly have to see who you can trust. And it's not, it's not easy because you can't go through your life by just letting everybody in because you never know what their intentions are. So being in social media and having a platform, it comes with its negatives as well for us as humans because we are, we do have feelings. When someone hurts you, you feel stuff. So and some people won't think twice about doing that. I think, I think you make a fair point and I was going to touch on it because uh, from, I'm, 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 I'm going to try and speak from the person with the big platform side now, for instance. Um, the influencer. Like, yeah, the, I don't want to say that word. No. <laughs> I want to respect our guests. The social media um, man. <laughs> the social media mogul. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, they'd probably like look at like, you know, at a conversation, for instance, and be like, what is the intention? Is this person seeing me for a human? Or is this person seeing me for dollar signs? Or is this, you know what I mean? Like, that could yep. also be the thing. But then also, the flip side of that is that social media person can see themselves as dollar signs first before being a human. And that's obviously mm. where it becomes dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, go and walk on the same ground I walk on because I have 100K. I don't care. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But people yes, care about yes. these things these days. So I think that it is definitely a topic that needs to be navigated, especially with regards to, uh, as Carl mentioned, people from different ilks. Uh, <laughs> because not everybody are, is as well-versed as the other one. Like, you know what I mean? Like like your generation, for instance, everybody knows, like, nah, it's business um, or it's popularity or whatever it is. But, like, yeah. they know, basically. But other people might not find it that easy, you know, to connect. Yeah. So I think it's good um, with that. And, and, and I want to kind of get to something that I alluded to earlier, Chelsea, and that is leadership, right? So mm. obviously 
to be a founder of an organization, it takes some leadership. Like you can't have no leadership and be a founder. Yeah. It just doesn't work like that. Um, so I'll give a bit of a background, right? And I've always believed in something called servant leadership, right? Look, I haven't done much of it in recent mm-hmm. times, but when I was in uni, I was part of very, lead, very many leadership societies and they pushed my, my mentality and kind of cultivated it with obviously my innate feelings, but they kind of helped me to um, understand this thing called servant leadership, right? So it's where you lead through serving, kind of self-explanatory, I know. Um, But yeah, we also used to like uh, paint creches for, you know, like kids that has like rundown creches or things like that. Maybe lead to orphans or things like that. Like I actually had a video on my IG about it. I'm so proud of that because I'll tell (laughs) you the quick story. I read it and the kids went mad. And then another one of my colleagues, part of the society, I read a book afterwards and they're like, uncle, can you read again, please? And I was just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I mean, that type of feeling you don't get by doing other things. Like, you know, making like a little kid smile, you don't get it, for um, for instance. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, when did you like know that you were a leader? And do you think that leaders are born or do you think they can be made? I think okay. Let me first answer your first question. When did I know that I was a lead? I w- I can be a leader. Yeah. Um, like I said, last year I was the administrator. I was a youth development administrator, and when we did our soup kitchen every Thursday, in the beginning I was very scared in because I didn't know how the kids would receive me. Um, they don't like strangers, and also I didn't I couldn't speak Afrikaans, and they were Afrikaans. And I was thinking, oh my word, they're probably going to hate me. I was so scared. Mm. But as soon as I stepped in, immediately these kids were like, hey, Chelsea. And my colleague who spoke Afrikaans, um, they were more drawn to me. And not to sound cocky or anything, but <laughs> the reason I'm bringing, that up, I'm bringing that up is because they saw something in me. I didn't necessarily see myself back then. I just thought, oh my word, these kids are just liking me because I don't know, they like to play with my ear. Or whatever the reason might be. And actually one of the kids, he's like the gang leader of these boys. Not an always. actual gang, but they no, but there's he's always like the one. leader. And um, he, drew, he drew closer to me every single time we would go there on a Thursday. Mm. And I asked him one day, like, why? Like, I don't speak Afrikaans. There's nothing that you can benefit from getting to know me. And he's like, because with you, I feel safe. Like, when I speak to you, certain uh-huh. things that you say in terms like just gives me that safeness and i think that he wouldn't see that quality in me if i wasn't a leader and from that moment onwards i kind of felt the responsibility where i needed to equip myself how am i going to be a better leader to the future girls that might come into girl gang um can i adapt to a situation and i feel like i adapted quite well as the surroundings that i was in because remember i was shielded for most of my life i didn't go walk on the I never played outside most of the time because there was in our neighborhood where I grew up there wasn't a lot of things so Mm. going into a situation like that I didn't really know how to act but I was just myself and from that moment I felt like okay maybe I can do this thing (laughs) maybe I'm okay Mm. at it I can maybe do it now and then so yeah that's how it started Chelsea, do you think the, the fact that you have a daughter do you think that also like um improved the ability for you to lead yeah i think definitely definitely because i don't 
when I lead, I don't really lead like a businesswoman. Well, I do, but at the same time, I try and bring that KIF Azora. I keep on thinking like, would she look up to me? Well, I wanted to look up to me one day. I wanted to be proud of me. So all the girls that I kind of lead and all the girls that are in my team, I want them to be able to be proud of what I do and what I say. So having Zara has really kind of molded the way I do things and also just always keeps me conscious of how people receive me. Am I being genuine? Um, like all those qualities are always important to me because of Zara. Okay, so... so- yeah, Wakes, I think you can take over from here because you have that type of relationship with Chelsea. So I don't know. I don't want to misstep. You know what I mean? Yeah, please don't let <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so sticking on that topic, um, Wakes, we'll give over to you. Oh, Chelsea, I remember like, not, like a lot of people came across that video on your YouTube channel of mm. you like explaining a difficult period in your life that actually like turned into a blessing. How yeah. was like, how did you handle that situation and what advice can you give like other girls that are in the same situation like you? It was, it was difficult because if I can just give like a little background um, to Carl and Gia, I'm not sure if you know my story, but when I was 17, I fell pregnant and it was my matric year. So I only found out when I was six months pregnant um, people think it's crazy, but I never showed, yeah. I never had morning sickness. So there was literally no signs of me being pregnant. And also I was like first team netball. I played softball. I was like this in high school. Oh, wow. Yes. And yeah. I remember I actually played my inter-schools. Yeah. I got an opportunity to play at my inter-schools. Um, so a lot of the things well, there was a lot of pressure on me in high school. I had a lot of eyes on me because of my netball and I was a very sociable person. So when I found out I was pregnant, I got the heat so fast <laughs> all at once because it was like rumors started flying. Um, I would see my name on like, you know, when people used to write on the bathroom doors? Yeah. They would oh, like really? write. Yes. They would like write about oh, me. Oh, wow. There was this one opportunity. Oh, epic. So... It was a lot of things that really um, tried to bring me down. Let me say try because look where I am now. I think a lot of those things kind of molded me into the resilient person I am. Mm. Um, I was denied my matric ball and that broke me completely. Yeah, I couldn't go because I was pregnant. and all. But all those little things, I wish Mm. I could see those pictures now and be like, thank you so much. Because... (laughs) It really, it does make one resilient, but it also depends on how you see it. So a lot of girls will go through it and they will just be like, my life is over. And that was my original idea or the thing that was running through my mind. I was like, oh my word, my life is over. What are my parents going to say? But because of their support at the end of the day, because of the people I surrounded myself with, at the end of the day, I refuse to be a statistic. I refuse to be somebody that just had a baby Ew. and went into a normal job or, you know, having to always look for something that they're not passionate about in order to make ends meet. I decided like this can either make me or it can break me and I had to make that decision. So everything that happened in that time just helped me 
become resilient. And I think for girls that are going through the situation right now, when you are in it and when you are feeling all these emotions, if you are pregnant, you need to realize that this, ba- this baby feels everything you are feeling. And there are so much um, negativity going around you and it's difficult to block it out. But at the end of the day, you need to realize that that baby's going to grow up and everything you do now is going to impact that child. And, you do- and there's already so much hate going on, but you need to just try and be strong for your baby and make a decision whether you're going to let it affect you or whether you're going to try and just push and push because it's going to get better. Like I'm a living testimony that it does become better after a while and once you make that decision. So like just to stick on that, like firstly, I want to say shout out to you uh, for, for that because like I know there's a saying that goes and I think I saw it on Youngster's page, um, single moms, day soldiers. Day soldiers, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, shout out to you. Like you could have easily chosen another part and we'll not, we won't get into that now, but I think I have a tremendous, <laughs> I think I have a, a tremendous <laughs> amount of respect for, for a woman that can, you know, stand on her own and, and take up that responsibility. And I, and I think it's not, we don't talk about it enough, man. Like the, the yeah, we don't. That, that single mother's take, especially if the, the father, and I'm not referring to your specific situation. I'm just mm. generalizing the father um, leaves the household or whatever the case may be, or doesn't own up to that responsibility as well. We don't understand mm. the hardship that the mother faces as well as the child, because if I can just throw out the statistic here. Um, I yeah. knew you were gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a, a child raised with one parent is more likely to fall into poverty than that that is born with two Definitely. parents. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah, like I don't think that people understand the mammoth task that a single parent is faced with whether it be a mother or a father for that matter. So yeah, shout out to you, yeah. if in the chat, for all the single moms. If in the oh, chat. You know, if in the chat is normally for people who die. Oh, wait, but still, bruh. Okay, just shout out in the chat. Comment in the chat. Shout, shout out in the chat. Shout, shout out to the Change the rules, bruh. <laughs> shout out to all the single moms. And yeah, but, major, um, major respect to you from my side, especially. Um, I, I can, like, how can I say? I think you're an example based on your story and yeah like i said shout out to you man for for doing it thanks Al. and and another thing i want to touch on as well um i agree with everything carl said and i want to also touch on that resiliency that you you mentioned you were talking about resilience a lot there and i think that that is is a lot of the time what cuts the top from the rest it's resilience yeah. because at yeah. the end of the day, like I was talking about something totally unrelated to uh, teenage pregnancy and single mother, totally unrelated, same principle. It's resilience. Like I was talking to Carl one day about um, uni and how people have this perception um, that UCT, for instance, is the best. Yeah. And if a UCT bra and a UWC, I was at UWs, by the way, proudly. Um, <laughs> And a, and a UW's plan applies for the same thing at a major firm, um, then the UCT bra is going to get it off of the fact that they UCT. And I was like, yeah. that's some bullshit because the thing is this, I'm again a loving testimony that that's not true. And when I go back to my university and I go talk to those um, graduates or those students who want to be graduates and want to emerge, especially into the corporate world, I tell them, the thing is, you got 70, they got 90, right? You got 70 and you're studying with a lamp, an oil lamp in a tin shack, right? Yeah. 
and and they've got like all the resources in the world there so at the end of the day when you're in your job and you're going through that tough time and you just can't make it work it's not your textbook that's going to help you it's your resilience yeah so i think yes. that that is very important for people to note um and i just thought i'd make that example once again salute um to you chelsea that that's definitely inspiring uh, to me and to many uh, others i i would assume and yeah. like if you can just if you can just stick on that topic, last question, I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that if we, like I said, we come from a different generation, right? Well, well I'm going to speak for myself now. Like, to me, I was brought up in a way like, look, nothing's going to fall out of the sky. The man's not going to give you anything. Life isn't going to give you anything. So I just want to understand, like, from your point of view, like, you know, doing what you do on a daily basis, speaking to young kids, uh, in, impacting the lives of, of girls and, and things like that. So I just want to know, like, when, when you see these kids, right, and you, 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 real, or you realize when you, your eyes went open and you realize, like, they grew up yeah. with much less than the next person. What, what do you, like, for, for, for someone that might be in that situation listening to this episode right now, what would you say to them? Yeah. I said, like you said, resilience is so important, but it's also something that it comes, not comes with age or comes with experience, but you can't tell somebody that they've gone through anything that they should be resilient, right? Because they're going to be like, what are you speaking about? But I feel that somebody in that situation, they're already surviving, they're already having to face so many things that they already are resilient. They just don't know it yet. So I would tell somebody that just push it through always think about yeah. what you want because you always hear about these stories how some people grew up in a shack but they became such a good academic they became good in the academics and that is true there are people out there that have gotten um this i was gonna say shit <laughs> like, <laughs> like for instance like my mom she grew up in a community where things were tough most of the time there were gangsters running around shooting each other like cowboys and she had to make a decision whether she's going to work hard and not get herself out of the community because I don't believe that she needs to run away but also that she never stopped herself she never studied but she became a very good businesswoman and there are a lot of things that she learned along the way because of her surroundings so use that surrounding use that that instinct that's inside of you to always work hard to get what you want to achieve because it's going to benefit you and your future family one day. Once you use the things that you're going through in order for it to like strengthen you up and then you can become the best version of yourself. Very profound. And with um, that, guys, we've come to the end of another episode. Thank you, Chelsea, for being with us. Uh, what we like to do, we started a new tradition on the last episode. Quickly, guys, because we're running out of time. Um, okay. Final thoughts. Let's start with Gio and go to Wakes and then Chelsea and then I'll take us out. Okay, are we starting with me? Yeah, in a roti. Okay, in a roti. Final yeah. thoughts is just, um, and I'll start from, you know, the most recent. Uh, resilience, very important. I think it's important that we um, kind of have that dialogue of the single motherhood and, and teenage pregnancy and how... We can make that less of a taboo. Obviously, like we we want things to happen like in an ideal world that everyone has both parents, but it's not the case. That's just the truth. And we need to um, demonize it less, I guess, you know, and like not like yeah. shy away from it. 
Um, and then also I want to talk about, um, yeah, so the resilience is really my major takeaway from this. <laughs> I don't want to be long-winded <laughs> because people know that when I wax lyrical, sometimes I don't stop. Uh, so yeah, I'll hand over to you. Wait, what's next? Wait. It is. <laughs> I think it's me. Resilience. Roti. My roti is different to yours, man. Oh, okay. China. Oh, wait, I'm on the other side. Yeah, to touch on resilience, I think Chelsea is a prime example of if you push hard enough, you will reap rewards. And um, in terms of leadership, I feel like you can't lead anyone else unless you can lead yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Importance of social media and networking. Again, Chelsea, prime example of um, pushing a platform because she has girl gang. She's now, she's now with Second Chance as well, doing what she loves, doing what she loves every day. Um, judging someone by the Instagram, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you 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 always you always gonna judge like even if you even if you try very hard not to I feel like it's human nature yeah. to have your own perspective um, based on your background and your environment and yeah that's about it from me Chelsea Chelsea Ciao. oh am I next no. I thought yeah. the note goes back <laughs> nah my screen is different. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> um, Basically, my final thoughts is that, yeah, resilience is very important. I think that is something that can really motivate you. No matter what you go through, you can't blame your circumstances. You can never blame your situation. Um, no matter where you go in life, when you in high school and when you leave high school, you can never say, oh, I'm this way because of something that happened to me. Because we constantly change. We're constantly growing. So I also believe that we need to be aware of the changes that happen within us and always just stay true to ourselves, no matter whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in person, being authentic is the most gen, the best gift you can give the future you is to be authentic. I actually mentioned mm. it in my, my video that I did for Second Chance. Go check that out. But yeah, basically just be true to yourself. I think that's like my recipe in everything is just sticking to what makes me me. So yeah, well um so yeah, my final thoughts, resilience, very important. Um social media, yeah, you know me, I really don't give a fuck, but we did cover <laughs> some aspects and some perspectives, you know. So yeah, maybe in the future it, I will become accustomed to it. But yeah, so again, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Chelsea, shout out to you for doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Uh, we really appreciate anytime, your time. Anytime, anytime. You guys are so fun. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Well, I mean, friend of the show now, so yeah, you're always so, welcome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just want a big, 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 big thing before. Yeah. Shout, shout, shout out to Shaney J for the oh, yeah. intro. Yeah, so thank we you introduced so much. our new intro. Shaney J hooked us up. I'm also gonna shout out Kizio with a voiceover. My <laughs> sister, yeah. Um it sounds it sounds like a machine, but look, I have to give her that that process as well. Look, we're really, really thankful for that. And um yeah, yeah let us know what you think about the intro as well. Um, yeah, and if you if you guys are watching this on YouTube, whichever platform, leave a comment, leave a like, please share, subscribe. Subscribe. 
You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, The Real Cast SA. You can find myself at I am Basic Kyle on Instagram as well as Twitter, Geo. You can find me at Geo underscore the underscore Don on IG. South Wakes. You can find me at Where's the Wakes on Instagram and Twitter. I, I don't think I want anyone to go on my Twitter, <laughs> brother. <so. laughs> And also, if you'd like to um, listen to all our episodes, our audio journeys, you can find us at our subdomain, that is www.therealcastsa.podbean.com. If that's not your scene, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just type in The Real Cast. All our episodes are there. Soul Sessions is there, the series we did during lockdown. A lot of premium content for you to keep yourself busy with during this lockdown. So, yeah. Chelsea, take us home. thanks. You can find me on Instagram at clsa.rms. That will be in the description. <laughs> we'll be in the description. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much. Oh, no, go on, go on. Also, go find my, um, my woman empowerment organization at girlgang.com. There you heard it, guys. All those links will be in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Wherever you find it, it will be there. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It's Thanks, been guys. Letty. It's been real. And as always, keep it real. Oh, yeah. Salud. <laughs> 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 <laughs>